Hey, welcome everyone. Uh, Curtis Knight here on One Soul Story, and uh, the story continues now. Uh, after the near-death episode, um, and uh, I got through it. I got through it. Um, it was just kind of strange reliving it again. I don't really like to do that because um, it was a very painful time in my uh, life. Uh, just the, as I explained, the thought of losing him and leaving him fatherless, my dog, I'm talking about Dylan, and um, it just haunted me at that moment. But um, what I wanted to say was, uh, and you know, pets, you know, they're like family. You grow to love them. I dearly loved mine. He brought me so much joy. And, you know, I'm going to say what I've heard other people say. Sometimes, uh, you know, your pets are, are much better than your fellow humans. You know, they're obedient. They uh, are loyal. They don't lie. They don't argue. Well, I guess they have their own way of arguing. But um, a relationship with your pet is just something special, especially in these days where we are becoming more and more, I believe, distance from each other. Due to technology, there's not as much face-to-face -face time. And that's something I'm going to be addressing at a, at a later show. I really feel very strongly about this. That we better be careful. Uh, but, um, you know, just uh, remembering that story also was like... Um, God, there were so many great times in California, too. So, um... And I had a great run, I thought, there. Uh, 96 to 2002, six years. So, and it served its purpose. I loved it. Towards the end, I wasn't too happy with them. The traffic started getting on my nerves. The rising rent prices. The hustle, the bustle. Anytime you look in the rearview mirror, there's like a thousand cars behind you and a thousand in front. Yeah, traffic was horrible. You learn to adjust, but... But, um, but yeah, I explored it all there. Palm Springs, San Diego. Never went up north. Should have went to San Fran. But, uh, yeah, California was a trip, though. My kind of place for that my age at that time because uh, I liked fast pace and I love people that are just doing their individual things and you don't worry about what other people think it's just so accepting out there sure you got those pockets of you know bigots racists old-fashioned people and that's still that's so sad to see that but um, I'm as open-minded as you'll ever find us all. Um, in fact, 
I mean, I think、uh, America is way behind me in how I view things, but I guess it's because of the fact that I was exposed to a lot of things that a lot of people haven't been. But I will delve deeper into that as well.、Um, you know what? And one day, I mean, one show is going to be just a fun—I'll call it a potpourri of、uh, of whatever. So I'm getting some topics together. Okay. So,、uh, and you're welcome to submit them to me as well.、Um, I think you know how to do that. If you don't, well, figure it out. <laughs> uh, joking. But yeah, like you know, for instance, like some observations I've had, and I have about a hundred of these. Why are they still selling eight hot dog buns with ten hot dogs? Or is it the other way around? Who knows? But they don't match up. Why? I don't understand that at all. There's a few more that I'll get to in a minute here.、Uh, this is an edit. I also would like to、uh, comment that this is my fourth podcast, and yeah, everyone knows how many people are listening, or in my case, not listening. <laughs> The thing is, you can listen anytime you want, so it still has some hope. If I could market it and push it, and you never know, maybe I'm just not interesting enough, and that's fair. But the question came to me in my mind: Should I continue if I'm only got a handful of、uh, people that are committing to it? And I thought about that very、uh, deeply. And I decided I'm gonna keep recording these because, if anything, it helps me、uh, get my thoughts out, and 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 it's it's fun, you know. It's almost like writing a book, but you're speaking it. So yeah, I decided I will continue. I'll probably cap it at ten to twelve. Pods, but、um, podcasts, and go with that. But I do have a lot of、uh, very interesting. I believe it's interesting. I guess the audience will have to let me know、uh, topics, and I'm going to try to get a little bit more creative. Maybe that'll bring some people in、uh, with sound effects and, and、um, just. A little better content, I guess,、uh, more prepared. But I wanted this to be really spontaneous, just the soul talking and、uh, and reacting and to what's happened to、uh, him, and hopefully it will resonate with someone out there, or a lot of people actually. So, anyways,、um, we'll be back. Right after this.
Okay, so we're back in uh, 2002. I'm back in Ohio. And I have to get a job. I briefly move in with my folks. And flash forward, as I'm recording this, it's the year 2021. And I'm living with my folks again. Oh my God, it's a nightmare. Is it a dream? No, it's real. And, um, oh my God, it's a trip. I love them dearly, but it's not easy living with an 89 and 88 year old. Oh, the stories I'm gonna tell you at a later episode, hilarious. I do find that job is as a cleaning manager, Beachwood Place Mall. Huge upscale mall. The best in Cleveland. Anyways, it's at that time. Oh, by the way, I moved out. I couldn't take more than three months. By the way, I've been living here with them now in the present moment for 19 months. I don't know how I am surviving, but like I said, that's going to come a little later in my story. For now, I found my place real uh, quickly. And as soon as I checked out the house, I knew it was for me. It was at the base of a uh, huge park and wilderness area where my dog Dylan could run around freely, not being encumbered by a leash. And as I'm walking, as I'm telling you this story, I'm walking through the woods right now. So I'm flashbacking to those moments with me and Dylan in the wilderness, all alone. And I couldn't have been more happy. I could have been happier if someone was with me, a soul that I can connect with, but wasn't meant to be at that time. But yeah, I enjoyed that experience with Dylan in the prime of his life. And he had all that freedom in woods to run around. He would chase deer and coyotes. and Luckily, he never caught one. But, uh, so now that I begin noticing from a spiritual viewpoint, I know I'm in the right place right now. I'm making money. I'm relatively uh, happy. And then strange things started happening to me. I started really getting into meditation. I was meditating three, four times a week really, really connecting with my spirit guide who I understand to be Frederick. I was told by a psychic he is from uh, Greece. Dark complexion, dark hair. And later I would capture him holding Dylan 
who had passed. Uh, this was like a little, you know, a few years later, but I had captured both of them in a picture. And man, that was so reassuring to me. But the first thing that happened that I can recall is as I really was talking to my guide and my angels, I got a couple of calls on my cell phone. It said unknown caller. And it was like a high-pitched voice talking to me. And I even recorded it. I mean, kept the voicemail. It was spirit. It was Frederick. And he left a voicemail for me. And then the second time, I actually picked up the phone. And once again, I heard that high-pitched voice. I could not make out what uh, the entity was saying. But I, I just came to understand that this is my guide. Let me know that he's here. He's here with me. He's always here with me, as your spirit guide is as well. And you can find out your spirit guide very easily. Before you go to bed, you might have to do this a few nights in a row. Just however you want to pray, meditate, ask that you connect with your spirit guide. Ask that you want to know everything about them. Male, female, hair colored, any details you can. And they will come. They will come, I promise you. And it's great to have a relationship with your spirit guide because they know now that you know of them. And they're so more quick to help you. I mean, they're always here to help you. They're here to guide you, not control you. You ultimately make the decisions you do. But the spirit guide is your lifetime partner. He or she knows your chart, knows what's coming for you, the um, obstacles and conflicts and challenges you put in your chart before you uh, dropped into a body. And they can help, if it gets too difficult, they can help make it things a little easier. Because when you're on the other side, you feel invincible, you're strong, you're powerful. Oh, I can overcome this and this, and drug addiction or, you know, murder. And, and you put a lot of things in there and then you get over here and you're saying, oh my God, what the heck is going on? You know, I ask for this or people that meet and try to develop relationships with dark spirits. Uh, I mean, it happens all the time. That's a tough one. It's a tough one. But yeah, it's been invaluable to me. So I got those calls and you know what I learned also? you got to pay attention. There are so many signals and signs being sent to you, not only from your guide, but angels and past loved ones. You just gotta uh, be on the lookout for them. Be aware of things. And you know what? Don't tell me it's your imagination. Anything you can imagine is real. There's no such thing as real imagination. 
Uh, so everyone says, oh, they imagined that. They hallucinated and saw these images. No. Totally false. You definitely are seeing what you're seeing, feeling what you're feeling. It's not made up. So trust yourself. So I began to rely on my intuition much more now. What do I feel about this situation? Does it feel right to go here? Uh, don't analyze it rationally. You have to go with your first thoughts. Those are closest to the absolute truth. And you know, we all have them. Um, but you got to learn to trust them and utilize them and just go with it. Like when I've made some observations about some people, I just say what the first thing on my mind. I, I don't analyze it, say, oh, is this right to say? Or, uh, am I going to sound weird for saying this? No, just say it. And uh, nine times out of ten, you're dead on. So I was... I was um, just feeling more and more spiritual uh, energy and power. And also, I, as I said earlier, you, be, you become much more sensitized to people's sufferings. You feel way more. So it can be a lot on you. But uh, when it gets a little bit too much for me, I meditate it out, surround myself with the white light of the Holy Spirit, and I ask to be protected and to flush out negative energy, dark spirits that try to attach to you, because that's what they do. They don't believe in the light. But... And you can surround yourself with mirrors, whatever works for you. I have my dog Dylan always by my side, and Frederick, of course. And I can call in different uh, angels if I need to. And man, what a sense of security and comfort, uh, knowing they got my back. Most uh, fellow humans don't have your back when it comes down to it. So these are powerful things you can do and feel and and practice it. Like I said, it's a muscle. You gotta commit to it every day, even if it's just for, you know, 30 minutes. So as I'm developing this uh, increased relationship with my spirits, I have a dark spirit approach me. Now, I didn't know it at first. What happened was, I started getting a weird odor. I would smell it in a restaurant. I would smell it in my car. And it was like a burnt sulfur smell. So I did some research on that and dark spirit came up. That's the sign of a dark spirit trying to attach to you. I'm telling you, it is the most god-awful smell. Uh, I just can't accurately describe it. 
If you've experienced it, you'll know what I mean. You don't want to eat. It makes you miserable. It made me think about suicide again, which I hadn't thought about um, since 1983. That's when uh, I graduated from high school and discovered, I mean, was struggling with uh, gay feelings, which now, of course, I totally accepted and love who I am. And um, everyone that is important to me has accepted me too. If they don't, don't you don't need them in your life. So I had this following me around for, oh God, five, six days. And I was like, how do I get rid of this? Um, so I did all the things I know to do. Surround myself with a white light. Ask my guy and even Dylan, attack this spirit, make them go away. I did that, I swear, for like two hours, one night. Next morning, gone. No more odor. No more dark spirit. So, I, it definitely works. There's a lot of skeptics out there. Skeptical people. Don't listen to them. Trust your intuition, your feelings, your, your read on things. As you, know, you, you are all remarkable. So as I'm progressing, working, I get another job, even more money and more money. So things are good. I'm still lonely, but I got my spirituality now. It's really strong and I try to help people now, counsel. Friend has a problem. I take my first impressions of the situation and give them my uh, results. And it feels good to help other people. Gosh, it feels great. You don't think of yourself. And as you become more spiritual, you will you will see that that is true. That you don't you care less and less about you and more about them or others. And it is just Godlike feelings. And I don't need thank yous. I don't need appreciation. I don't need acknowledgement. I do it because it comes from God. And it's like having the most remarkable sex you ever had or the greatest love relationship. When those little moments that you end up helping someone happen. So now I'm at the edge of this cliff down here. I don't know if you could hear the waves in the background. Man, it's beautiful here. Along Lake Erie, northern coast of the United States of America. So I'm going to pause right now and I'll be back with a another segment but I have to take some pictures and I have to soak in this beautiful imagery God bless you I love you all
All right, so another weird phenomenon I've noticed since I became more spiritual, intuitive, when you're around other people, brothers, sisters, friends, they become more spiritual, intuitive, uh, have, you know, whatever. It's just the energy projects out and they soak it in. It's almost on a level you're not even aware of. But yeah, I've had this happen to me. My two sisters have become remarkably spiritual, intuitive. My one uh, senses and feels her uh, late husband around him, around her. And my other sister, who lives in Florida, also remarkably similar to me. And it, it usually takes traumatic events to push you towards the spirituality. Like my younger sister lost her husband to alcoholism. And ever since that happened, yes, she was depressed and deeply. But you know what? She's enduring. She survived. And now she's comforted by the fact that he's right. He's happy. He's right here. Uh, you're going to meet him when you're supposed to meet him again. And God, it's so good to see. And they have to discover this on their own. I can't preach or tell them, but I see it happening. And I, uh, I'm smiling inside. And the other traumatic, just awful event, my sister in Florida lost her, I think, 21-year-old son. He was 21, I believe. Uh, to a drug overdose heroin. And man, that is tough off the top and man has she just made me so proud and I feel strength from her and she gets so many signals because she's open to it and uh, her son is a very persistent soul and he messes with uh, our electronics here at, at my folks house um, but gives her all the signs it's animals deer um, other things that she would, you know, that are personal to her, but, and once you know that, it's so comforting, like, I flatlined when I lost Dylan, I mean, it was the hardest thing to take him to the vet, knowing he's, I mean, his body's not coming out with me, except in a cremated box, but I held his face, as the shot was administered. God, I just, we were looking in each other's eyes and I was just transferring to him, I love you. I can't wait to see you again. Uh, you've been the love of my life. And he went so peacefully, almost like he just went to sleep. But still, as I was crying my eyes out, and I think about that a lot, leaving that vet, I God, I felt so lonely, no, miserable, heartbroken. And, you know, it's a dog. I can't imagine losing someone close to you. As, as in this present moment, my parents are both on the cusp of... Um, taking the tunnel to the other side. 
Oh, I feel it coming. Um, I kind of know when it's, well, think I know when it's going to happen because I went with my first impressions. But um, of course, I'm keeping that to myself. I do not want to, uh, you know, you just can't go there. But wow, yeah, losing a loved one is tough. But like I said, I, what got me through was uh, healing grief with James Van Prague and support of people. But ultimately, it comes from within you. And take all the time you need to grieve. There, there is no blueprint or schedule for it. Everyone has to grieve on their own terms in their own time. And... and you know, eventually you got to either, you know, get through it and become stronger because of it. Or sadly, a lot of people give into it and end up dying heartbroken or committing suicide or, you know, doing too many drugs because, you know, they want to die. But I'm sitting here telling you, if you are in the position right now where you lost someone and you are just I know the feeling you feel empty you feel like why should I even bother getting up and doing this or this everything becomes so tiresome it's an effort to make yourself food you don't want to be around people it consumes you it destroys your energy but as myself and and other many 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 other people have done you survive it you learn to live with it it's never going to go away but just know they are okay they want you to be okay in their minds they're going to see you in an hour there's no time on the other side it's hard for us to think about these and you're so elated and busy on the other side. It's, it's just, you can't compare it to life over here. This is the training ground, the school, the, uh, the negative atmosphere, the heavy, heavy, dense fog of evil spirits and souls meshing with good spirits and souls. It's the routineness of life, the mundane uh, rituals of living in this hell. Now, I don't mean it's hell all the way around, but it is a challenge and it can be depressing. And even those that are equipped with all the necessary spiritual tools, it's tough sometimes what you're faced with depending on your circumstances and mine doesn't even compare to most people's like other people have it way worse than I do so I am counting my blessings and and yeah along with my spirituality oh god I learned a bunch of quotes and you know one is count your blessings not your sorrows um and it goes back to what I was saying before it's state of mind it's your mental state and there are times I stopped meditating. I stopped connecting. And I was slowly sucked in into 
negative energies and atmospheres. And I don't want to be around that. That's why I'm alone a lot. Because there's too much negativity. Things that aren't good for my progression. My soul progression. So that's why I, you know, that's why I gravitate towards being by myself more. Now, if I could find someone exactly like me, I know opposites attract, but I need someone that thinks like me. And the power and the experience of connecting with one soul would be the most awesome experience that I could go through. This is what I've wanted all my life. Really, ever since I uh, came out, in, right after I graduated from college, I thought, oh God, it's only going to take me five years. I should have the one. Boy, was I wrong. Bars, you know, you know the bars. I mean, it's, God, it's like trying to find a a diamond in a huge haystack. You have to shift and filter and, and, and pretend you like souls you probably don't really like. And there's games and there's people put on personas and masks and, and I'm about realness. I'm about truth and honesty, raw honesty. And I, my experience, I have trouble finding someone like that. But that's how I view the world. I'm sure there are people that think like me. Uh, but then you got to have the physical attraction as well to go along with that. So, I don't know. Uh, all my brothers and sisters seem to have no problems hooking up with the one they wanted. <laughs> but uh, me, no. But see, I don't like to be controlled. I don't like to have to explain myself, but you do hear these stories of people, you know, meeting the one. Oh, this is the one for me. I know it. I, you know, it's like a, uh, it's kindred soul. God, those people are lucky. Why can't I be lucky? Not lucky in the lottery. But I'm not going to cry too hard because I accept it as God's plan for me right now. But I always keep one eye open. You know, Sagittarians, I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, the images that we're riding on a horse looking for the ideal. We're searching for that soul. And I'll be searching, I'd imagine, until I, uh, it's my time to cross over. I really don't feel like I'm going to find it. And, um, I mean, I believe, I have to believe that I will. But right now, no. But it would be incredible. It's the one thing I want to experience. A loving one-on-one relationship. Because I know I'll, I'll be very unselfish. I'll be, treat that other soul as a god, as a, uh, as a king. 
And actually, I, I think I have met the one, but there's a big problem at the moment. Lives in another country. And that's how it goes. I mean, uh, it's not always right around the corner. And I'm holding on to the belief that uh, I will connect up with this soul. Because I started getting that feeling of being in love. And what a great feeling love is. It's so hard to maintain that loving attitude because of things thrown at your way and dark entities trying to, you know, put up obstacles for you. But yes, one-on-one, -on -one, totally committed, natural, spontaneous. It just feels right. You don't have to think about things. That's what I want. And I've wanted it since I was 18. And like I said, I don't regret not finding it, but man, it would have been nice and, uh, you know, to feel that. But okay, enough on my high horse there. I'm going to switch to another top. But I got to tell you, love is the answer.